When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leith, and welcome to my podcast. Just before we begin talking about today's exciting topic, I want to take a moment to ask you to consider partnering with me to reclaim this broken mental health system. I'm sure you know numerous people who struggle with anxiety and depression. Maybe you struggle with a chaotic mind and have felt the pain of intrusive thoughts. Too often, this topic is not addressed in churches, and the world's answer is medication or meditation, both of which are not sustainable solutions. But there is a solution, and it's one that is easily accessible and applicable. But we do need your help to make the solution attainable for people all over the world, including yourself. As you know, we are passionate as an organization about helping people learn about the power of their minds and how to overcome mental health issues. So, starting in April, May of this year, we will be beginning a series of clinical trials to further test and improve our current programs and develop ways to make these programs easily accessible and affordable for you, your community, and people everywhere. These programs will help you find and eliminate the root of mental health issues and build healthy new habits and mindsets. As you may be aware, clinical trials are not cheap, so we need your help. Please consider contributing to this research project. Any amount will help and all proceeds go directly to the research and clinical trials. For more information on this project and to donate, please visit drleafresearch.com that is d-r-l-e-a-f-r-e-s-e-a-r-c-h all one word lowercase dot com please help me change this broken mental health system now back to today's podcast Today we're going to talk about some mental exercises that you can do to deal with disappointment. Let's face it, we've all faced many disappointments and we're going to face many disappointments. So to have a strategy to handle disappointment is really great because undealt with disappointment can cause a lot of chaotic damage inside your brain and inside your mind. So there's five steps involved in dealing with disappointment and these five steps I'm going to walk you through now and give you some examples. So The first thing, the first step is to acknowledge to yourself that you are disappointed, that this disappointment is real. Awareness is always a key first step to making any change. I found this so, so important with my patients and even in myself and dealing with my family and friends over the years. It's so important that you actually acknowledge and not suppress a disappointment. So often we just think, oh, well, we shouldn't be disappointed or disappointment's bad, so we suppress it. But disappointment is a real thing that you've experienced. And because it's an experience, it's a real thing that you have built into your brain. You have a memory of it. 
And if it's disappointment is not, is not healthy, it's toxic. So if you keep it and you suppress it, it's going to actually cause damage in your brain and affect your emotional state and your physical state. So first thing is to say it's okay, embrace it, because once you're aware of it, now you can change it. Basically, what we need to do is once we've acknowledged it, is get to the point of reconceptualizing and redesigning it. So what's the second step? After the first step of acknowledging, the second step is to reflect on this disappointment. And that basically means asking yourself a series of why questions. You're asking, asking, you're answering, and you're discussing why you're disappointed. So you ask yourself, why am I disappointed? Let me give you an example. Maybe someone let you down at work or work-wise in some way. And you ask yourself, why, are you, why do you feel frustrated? So you, the one question rolls into another. So I'm going to do it as though you're going through an exercise. So I'm disappointed. Why am I disappointed? A person let me down at work and that's led, led, made me feel very frustrated. Why am I frustrated? Well, I trusted them and I believed in them. And now they've jeopardized my business by their lack of work ethic and I'm hurt. Why am I hurt? Well, they convinced me that they could do the job and promised all kinds of processes which they didn't fulfill. And they haven't apologized. And this makes me angry. Why are you angry? Because they don't deserve to be respected for boasting about qualities they didn't demonstrate or whatever. So why, the, why does this frustrate you? Why does it make you frustrated and angry? Because they think they can get away with it. And so you go through and, and you start seeing why you've got to that point. And, and the more why questions you ask, the more you get to the root of that disappointment. Now you know why you're disappointed. So now you can actually do something about it. You'll know that you are getting to the core of the issue when you start answering the same, to the, when you keep answering the same thing to the why questions. So as soon as you hit that point that you asking why and answering the same thing, then you know you're ready to move to step three. And step three then is to write down what you've basically discovered from this ask, answer, discuss little exercise. Write that down because as you write it down, it's going to give you a lot of insight into maybe and into the solutions of how to manage that. Because the big thing is that you can't control what that person is doing, what that person is thinking, why they did what they did. You can't fix that or change that in them. That's their job. But what you can do is control your reactions. And if you keep that disappointment inside you, it's going to affect you, not them. So by writing it down, it will give you a little bit more clarification and direction as to what action steps you need to take to reconceptualize. Once you've written it down, now you're going to the fourth step, which is to kind of edit. It's like an edit step. You're rechecking what you've written down. So go back and read what you've reread what you've written, asking yourself, how can you make this work for you? So for example, let's take the example I gave you earlier on. Maybe by looking at what you've written down and saying that you're hurt and frustrated because they didn't fulfill what they promised and they didn't apologize and all that stuff. By writing it down in your re-edit, in your edit step, your recheck step, you may think, well, why does that person need to be like that? What is driving their issue? Maybe they're frustrated. Maybe they have got some issues. So in other words, you start with your edits process, looking at how you can maybe even help that person. It gives you a different perspective on that person. Maybe instead of feeling anger now, which is maybe becoming destructive, you start feeling sorry for them. 
which may enable you to go and help them. But what it will do is it will help you to forgive them. So when you forgive a person, that's when you can really start fixing up what's going on in your own life. You'll start getting a real handle on how to reconceptualize and design and redesign this disappointment into something positive. You look at what you've written. Remember, you can't control their reaction, but you can control your reaction. And it begins with you starting to forgive that person and maybe even forgiving a group of persons if it's more than one person. Then you go to step five, which is doing taking some kind of action step. From that recheck, from step four, from reading through what you've written and forgiving the person, it starts leading you to realize and freeing you up in your mind to be able to find a way of getting through this. So it's a way, so step five is to turn the disappointment into an opportunity to learn and grow. And that's key in this step. Take the disappointment, turn it into an opportunity to learn and grow. In this specific example, what you could say is maybe something like, okay, well, they didn't fulfill it, but you learned a whole lot of skills by working with them and them not doing what they're supposed to do. And you realize that you needed to gain another whole set of skills or you needed to work with a different set of people or you learned a whole lot of new information. So you can make a, you could even write this on a piece of paper. You could make two columns, a two column checklist. And on the one side, you can write the disappointment. And on the second side, you can write what you've gained from this, what you've learned from it. And so then, so that means that you can turn the disappointment into an opportunity because every disappointment will give birth to multiple opportunities if you look for them. So let's take this through another example. Let's say that you had been, you've applied for a promotion or another job, a dream job, and you didn't get it. So now you're disappointed. So the first thing is acknowledge that disappointment. Say it out loud. Acknowledge how you feel about that. Say it. I'm disappointed that I didn't get this dream job. So now you start asking yourself the why questions. In step two, where you reflect, you ask yourself, why am I disappointed? And what you may find as you go through the series of why questions is that you actually felt that that job was going to affirm you. It was going to make you feel better about you, which then as you go to step three and write that down, you that you expand on that idea, which then takes you into step four, which is that editing recheck process, which helps you to analyze, okay, well, why do, you know, um, why am I feeling this, this need for affirmation and what can I do about that? How can I find this, this sense of lack in me that I'm needing affirming in another way? And then step five would be, okay, I'm going to do this and the action steps that you would take to sort out the affirmation issue before you then apply for the next job or whatever it is that you actually want to need to do really as a next step, as it may not be applying for another job, it may be doing this job differently, or maybe speaking to your boss, or it may be dealing with a coworker, or it may be just that you need to deal with something inside of yourself in order for you to actually be able to do that job more effectively. So as you can see, dealing with disappointment is a process that you need to go through And as you're going through it, you are helping yourself heal your mind and heal your brain and your body. And it's not easy. I mean, disappointment is is not a nice emotion to go through because it means something has happened that has made you feel this way. But I hope this has helped you see that you can deal with this, that you can manage these things that life throws at us and that we have to go through in life. If you liked today's podcast and want to learn more, and go deeper into these concepts, I encourage you to attend my 2019 Mental Health Solutions Summit this December in Dallas, Texas. 
This conference is all about helping you manage your mental health and give you the tools needed to help others in your life. Whether you are a parent looking for ways to help your child, a teacher looking for ways to help your students and your colleagues, a pastor looking for ways to help your congregation, or a therapist looking for more techniques to help your clients, this conference is for you. Early bird ticket sales end on March 31st, and for more details and to register, go to drleafconference.com, D-R-L-E-A-F, conference, or one word lowercase, dot com. Also, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter to get even more tips and tools to equip and empower you to take back control over your mental health. You can sign up at drleaf.com. One last thing, if you like this podcast, I would love it if you left a review. You can also include suggestions and topics that you would like covered in future episodes. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new and helpful. Till next week, thanks again. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.